This is the It Ain't It Sis podcast, a podcast where we focus on life's pivots and redirections, relationships, and becoming a boss babe. I'm your host, Sarah Whitney, and this is a space where honesty, humor, and a whole lot of sass collide. No one has it figured out. So it's completely fine if sometimes it ain't it, sis. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. I'm Sarah Whitney, your host. How are we guys doing? I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am a little hungover. It is Sunday. I'm currently sitting in my unmade bed and it is around 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And, you know, I guess I have this Sunday scaries just a little bit. I mean, I really just was thinking today how sometimes work honestly gets in the way of your life, you know? It's just like, come on, there's not enough time in the weekend to do all the things that you want and then also account for like the moments where you kind of need to rest because you're a little hungover to do everything else. So I don't know. That's where I'm at in my life right now. But I've been having so much fun this past weekend. My friend Sarah, who was on the podcast with me originally, she and her boyfriend came and oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with both of them. And it's just so fun to see her. Like, she's my absolute best friend. She's like my soulmate. So, yeah, it's been fun. And then, like, getting to kind of see them in action as well. It's been been a lot of fun. So, hopefully I can make it over to, I guess, Virginia before she starts school. She's in the, or was in the ROTC. And so, she's going into the Navy and very proud of her. She's doing amazing, amazing things with her life. So, I've been having a lot of fun. They're off doing stuff, so we're going to go to the beach later. And hopefully, I mean, we're going to Winden Sea, which is my favorite beach in California, or at least in San Diego. And yeah, hopefully I'm just going to jump into the water and be revived somehow because I already took one nap today at 11 a.m. in the morning. Like, mm, am I okay? I don't think so, but it's okay. Anyways, this is a solo episode for today. I figured I might as well kind of break up, I guess. I've been having a lot of guests on my podcast recently, so I was like, okay, need to break it up. Also, not going to lie, I don't have enough content to, you know, post another episode with a guest this week. And honestly, editing podcasts with guests is sometimes, you know, a pain in the ass. So this is why, you know, a solo one is coming. It doesn't take a lot of effort, I guess, in a way. And I just figured we needed to catch up. um, And I just wanted to have a little chat with you guys because I mean, at the end of the day, that's, you know, why I have my podcast and everything. And I enjoy kind of building a community of like-minded men and women because I have heard that some guys listen to my podcast, but I don't know if that's actually the case or not. Um, But yeah, so today, I don't know. I've had a lot on my mind recently, which is definitely a common trend in my life. I mean, I am a chronic overthinker, but on this week's um, agenda in terms of what I was thinking, I obviously have been reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Great, great book. If you guys have not read it at all, read it. What are you doing? It's amazing. She literally, I don't know, the way that she has with words is so beautiful. And I was recently reading a chapter. It's called Boys. I'm only on page 165. And the reason being is because I read probably 
three books at a time. I was listening to Katie Bellotti's podcast actually a while ago, and she was saying how she's a monogamist except when it comes to books because that's when she's a polygamist. So I would totally agree. Um, I really don't like to stick to one book at a time. You know, I kind of am borderline ADHD, so I need just the switch up. I need you know, just the entertainment in that way of, you know, reading different things all the time and whatnot. So I was reading the chapter called Boys and she was basically talking about, I guess, how in American society, boys are taught to be a certain way, females are taught to be another way. And I mean, this is kind of the premise of her book, just kind of breaking down the barriers and it's called Untamed because basically she's trying to become an untamed woman versus kind of like how we're taught in society. We are kind of put in these cages. We're told what to do, what to wear, what to say, all of these things. And so she's just trying to break that down. She talks about her life experiences, just her thoughts on, I guess, the whole feminist movement and whatnot. And I don't know, she is super, super interesting. So I recently read her chapter and it was kind of about just how American men are set up in society and they also too are quote unquote caged in little boxes. So I figured I would read a little snippet of you know, one of the chapters and just talk about it from there. We're doing a little book club, honestly. That's what we're doing this week because, you know, I feel like it's fun. I don't have anyone else to really do a book club with, so I might as well record myself just talking about my favorite books. So that's what we're doing today. So here it is. Being an American boy is a setup. We train boys to believe that the way to become a man is to objectify and conquer women, value wealth and power above all, and suppress any emotions other than competitiveness and rage. Then we are stunned when our boys come become exactly what we have trained them to be. Our boys cannot follow our directions, but they are cheating and dying and killing as they try to. Everything that makes a boy human is a quote-unquote real man's dirty secret. Our men are caged too. The parts of themselves they must hide to fit into these cages are the slice of their humanity that our culture has labeled feminine. Traits like mercy, tenderness, softness, quietness, kindness, humility, uncertainty, empathy, connection. We tell them, Don't be these things because these are feminine things. Be anything but feminine. The problem is that the parts of themselves that our boys have been banished from are not feminine traits. They are human traits. There's no such thing as a feminine quality because there's no such thing as masculine and feminine. Femininity is just a set of human characteristics a culture pours into a bucket and slaps with the label feminine. So that was just a little snippet of the chapter that I was originally telling you about. What really kind of sparked my thoughts about this, me, Sarah, and her boyfriend, Michael, were all sitting last night, you know, slightly intoxicated outside playing a card game. And then I think somewhere in the conversation, I don't know how, but it diverted to just talking about old relationships and past relationships and just the difference between females and males and I guess kind of the lack of sometimes communication and emotional availability. Um, You know, men are kind of 
taught to have or known to have. And I don't know, I've just been thinking a lot about this idea of, you know, we are raised a certain way in society, we are kind of ingrained with certain thoughts and thought patterns. And I don't know, I've been really just kind of trying to deconstruct my own beliefs and really get down to the core of why do I believe this? Why do I think this way? Um, And why does the rest of the world think this way? And I think it's very, I don't know, it's a common theme, especially in 2020, just with everything happening. I mean, whether it be kind of the pandemic, politics, the Black Lives Matter movement, everything in between, honestly, I think that this year has taught us and, you know, myself just to really take a step back and question why things are the way they are. And you can obviously, you know, look at different things through different lenses and have different perspectives. So I think in terms of just um, females and males and how, you know, we are raised and brought up, I think a lot of us don't even realize that we are kind of indoctrinated with various ideas. And that also got me thinking just in terms of just work life and everything that I'm doing right now. Obviously, you guys know, you know, I'm working a normal nine to five job. I'm doing sales slash recruiting. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting. It's definitely not my long term goal. I'm very grateful to have a job. But then also I was thinking, why do I feel like I need to have a normal nine to five? And it's interesting because when I talk to, you know, some of my coworkers and everything, first of all, I've learned that the job market, you know, it's very ageist and it's sexist. And, you know, they definitely do kind of discriminate in terms of just the color of your skin, which is so obviously terrible, but I'm starting to see these things that I obviously, I mean, didn't really see when I was at school. I just thought that, oh, of course, like, yeah, I knew it was ageist and like, if you don't have a certain amount of experience, then, you know, you probably won't get the job that you want. But I think just as a recruiter, you know, I send people out who I'm like, oh, they would be great. Yeah, sure. They're a little old. Yeah, sure. They, you know, don't have this kind of experience. Oh, yeah, sure. Just anything X, Y, and Z. And I'm just kind of learning that, you know, the world isn't fair. Obviously, I knew the world wasn't fair. We all know that. But I've learned that employers even kind of, quote unquote, discriminate against someone if they choose to not have a typical nine to five work life. So for instance, if you do a lot of freelance work or consulting work, which means, you know, you're not in a technically full-time position, you don't have benefits, you kind of just work on projects here and there, the pay is really good, but, you know, I guess the work isn't necessarily consistent. And, you know, employers actually kind of discriminate against that, which is what I'm learning now, but it's so funny because... That's how I've always imagined my life. I've never imagined my life working, you know, a corporate job, nine to five, you know, doing doing the thing, you know, having a very mundane life. And it's funny because I remember in college, so like three months ago, um, me and my friends, when we were, you know, out at the bars, you know, pre-COVID, we'd always see these, say, 25 26 year olds who obviously you know were doing just the nine to five 
kind of washed up frat, <laughs> frat stars, to be honest. And I don't know, I would always see them out and I'd be like, why do they just kind of live for the weekend? Like, why do they just get completely hammered and then just, you know, low-key hate their life Monday through Friday, nine to five? And now I'm kind of seeing just, you know, me being in the workforce and, you know, me doing kind of exactly that, which is kind of unfortunate. Not to say that I completely live for the weekends and I get completely trashed, um, you know, on the weekends as well. I mean, yesterday was kind of, um, you know, it wasn't the usual, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I don't usually go to bottomless, but I mean, I did have fun. So I'm not I'm not complaining about that. But I think it's just so interesting that, you know, we as a society have been even taught these little things that we don't even think about. Like if you do quote unquote consulting work or if you want to go be a freelancer or if you want to, I don't know, work remotely and then have multiple side hustles. I don't know. I feel like that is still obviously the stigma is being broken down with COVID. Thank God, just because a lot of people obviously are still remote and doing that kind of thing. But I think there's definitely a stigma, I guess, about really going after what you want. And especially if what you want doesn't look like the status quo. And I mean, for my life, it definitely doesn't look like, you know, what all my friends want. I mean, to be honest, most of my friends are doing accounting and they have, you know, a very set kind of career path in a way. And I kind of view myself as, I don't know, I see myself having a sailboat and sailing around the Mediterranean, hopefully with a hot man who is eventually my husband one day (laughs) and just things like that. And I see myself really traveling around often and living in multiple places. And I just want to experience everything in this life. And I think a lot of people just get caught up with, okay, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this by this time and this time. And I think I get really annoyed and sometimes I feel like I don't really fit in with everyone because I feel like sometimes I'm ostracized by just how I think and, you know, how I view the world, which I definitely don't need to feel that way because I know for a fact, like my friends, I can definitely open up to them. And especially like my close, close friends, like I was talking to my best friend, Natalie, the other day. And I mean, she is fully on board with what I want to do with my life. And I was telling my friends how I want to move to New York and they're, they're supportive and everything. But it's just, I think sometimes just even my work environment and just talking to people, you know, I really hate being around close binded people. And no way shape or form am I saying that my friends are closed-minded obviously I would not be friends with them if they were that way but I mean it more towards that typical work environment now that I'm kind of in that environment obviously I it is all virtual and I am remote but you know I just kind of am seeing how people are thinking and seeing how businesses run and I guess seeing people get caught up in that mentality of just, you know, you put in the work, you do what you got to do, you get by, you call it a day and, you know, you're done. And I definitely don't really want to live a life that is that way. And people kind of have that, you know, in a sense, closed-minded, 
you know, mindset. And this got me thinking, just going back to a quote, obviously, it's a really famous quote, but it goes, who were you before the world told you who to be? And I've been thinking a lot of that and really trying to uncover a lot of my, you know, limiting beliefs that, you know, we all have them. And they're really the ones that are indoctrinated into us, you know, growing up, especially I think it's from, you know, zero to 14. That's, you know, those years are so transformative and really kind of help us develop what we think of, you know, ourselves, our surroundings, our world, our family, our friends. Those are the thoughts that kind of dictate how we perceive everything around us. So, and not to say that, you know, these thoughts can't be, you know, transformed and, you know, corrected and reversed and whatnot, but, you know, we all have them. And I mean, I've put in a lot of work over the past couple weeks, especially when I was going through therapy. I'm no longer doing that. But um, when I was, we did a lot of work with trying to kind of reprogram how I was thinking about life and how I was perceiving everything and just like my thoughts about myself, which I mean, I obviously talked in previous podcasts and whatnot. But I've been now, you know, thinking after reading this book, I'm also reading Judas Smith, um, How Is Your Soul, which 10 out of 10, I recommend. I freaking love him, but that is another podcast for another time because I absolutely, ugh, I adore him. I could go on and on about that man. But anyways, <laughs> it's really got me thinking just after, you know, reading the books I'm currently reading and whatnot, just how we really are kind of constructing our lives. And especially maybe because I'm in this interesting phase of life, you know, I just graduated college. It really has me thinking, you know, how do I want my life to look? And oh my gosh, actually, no. Sometimes guys, I swear I just surprise myself because I was just thinking as I was speaking, Judah Smith actually did say something in his book that was so relevant to what I'm saying now. So therefore, I now have to, you know, include his book also in this podcast episode because, you know, just I just love him. So here is the passage that I think would be really relevant to what I'm saying right now. And this is also a little side note. So basically, this whole book is about how to kind of quiet your soul in a world where, you know, everything is super fast paced. We're consumed by social media. Obviously, we see thousands and thousands of different messages a day. And he really tries to break down how to live a life where, you know, you got some namaste or whatever. Is that is that a saying? I don't know. That's what they say in yoga. So that's that's what I'm going to go with. But anyways, he in this chapter was talking about just the idea of having a quote unquote effective life. So he was talking about, you know, when we're younger, we're always asked, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, a lot of kids are kind of, you know, indoctrinated with these ideas of, oh, I want to be president. Oh, I want to be a mom. Oh, I want to be a teacher. Oh, I want to be X, Y, and Z, which is obviously great things. And, you know, we should obviously, you know, teach our children to aspire to be more and really go after their dreams. But he was saying something really important that I don't think a lot of us kind of think about. And so he goes on and says, why do we focus so much on what kids want to be and do when they grow up? It's a misleading question. It insinuates something completely untrue about life. 
It insinuates that life is a destination, that life is about arriving, and more specifically, that life is about arriving at a profession, a job title, and a career. For example, you could become a police officer. Okay, you arrived. Now what? You discover that becoming something in and of itself is not the end-all, be-all. It's the beginning. And then he goes on to say, life isn't about arriving. We don't stop learning when we get out of school. We don't stop working when we get our first big career break. We don't stop dreaming when we reach each milestone. We never stop imagining. We never stop growing. We never stop reaching, believing, and creating. Life is a journey. I think we should change the question. Rather than asking, what do you want to be when you grow up? We should ask a far more important question. What do you want your life to look like? Or maybe, what kind of soul do you want to have? These are better questions. These are deeper questions. They are far more meaningful than asking what someone wants to do professionally or how much money he or she wants to have in the bank because careers and cash are not the stuff of life. And when I read that, I was completely taken aback, obviously in the best way possible, because I was like, you are so right. I mean, I have this vivid memory of me sitting in my third grade classroom and I am just, you know, thinking about what I want to do when I'm older. And, you know, obviously I feel like we all kind of had a similar experience. A lot of my teachers would be like, oh, of course you can, you know, be president when you're older and, you know, try to really encourage us. Um, I mean, I hope that most of you guys at least had encouraging teachers growing up, but, you know, I had this idea of, okay, once I do this, I'll be great. Once I get married, my life is set. Once I have kids, you know, once I do this, it's just like, I feel like we're always trying to reach for something and we get there and we're like, is this it? And I think we do that a lot with just, you know, our work life, our family life, relationship status, all of this. And I think we aren't really taught to, you know, think outside of the box, kind of going back to the idea of who did you want to be before the world told you who you should be? And so... So I think that's the first step in just change in general, just really acknowledging, okay, this is how I've been taught to think and view the world. And that includes just, you know, arriving to this quote unquote destination of life, even though, you know, life is in fact, like he was mentioning in in the book, life is in fact a journey and there is no destination, you know, it's just kind of an ongoing thing, you know, every single day we have is a blessing and, you know, we need to really start deciding, okay, how do I want my life to look like, you know, in 10 years, in 20 years, in 30 years, because if we just keep on thinking, okay, once I get to this destination, my life, you know, it's good. That's kind of when we stop growing as humans. And I think a lot of people are very stagnant in life and, you know, they aren't willing to just, you know, get out there, deconstruct, you know, what they're thinking and all of that. So going off of all of that and just, you know, this has been a little bit that has, you know, been in the mind. I'm welcoming you into the mind of Sarah Humphrey because, this is just, I just think about these kinds of things all the time. And does anyone else think about these kinds of things? I don't know. So that's why I kind of wanted to make a podcast about this one. It's a little short and sweet, but you know, sometimes those are kind of the best podcast. And I kind of wanted to end this podcast though on a note saying that I am hopefully going to start writing my own book 
this year. And it's funny because I always thought, you know, you have to be old and you have to be wise in order to, you know, produce something like that. And I've said it before, like, I want to be a New York Times bestseller. And I was like, okay, why not do it now? Like, obviously, I'm not, you know, assuming that my first book won't be a New York Times bestseller. That would be amazing. But, you know, I do kind of want to start, you know, writing and producing things and creating and that's, you know, it's something that my soul craves. So that's kind of my way of trying to deconstruct my own thought process of what, you know, success looks like and what my life has to look like. Because, you know, you really never know, especially in 2020, you really never know how, you know, life is going to, you know, work out. And you kind of have to grab life by the ball sometimes and just, go for it. And that's what I'm really doing with, you know, potentially writing a book. I think I'm going to join a book writing class. And I think I don't even really know when it starts necessarily, but I know it starts probably within the next month or two. So my friend Alexa, who is also on the podcast, told me about it and she's put me in contact with a lot of people. So I'm so incredibly and forever grateful for, you know, all of the connections that I've made through this podcast. I absolutely love doing it and I hope you guys like listening to it. So that is just a very short and sweet episode that I have for you guys today. Remember to, you know, like me on Facebook. I mean, to be honest, my Facebook page is super shitty. I really need to, I don't know, I need to construct a better one. But follow me on Instagram, actually. That's the that's where you're going to find me the most. I'm also trying to make reels on Instagram. I'm not sure how it's going, but I am hoping that people are liking them. I've only actually posted one. So my goal is to kind of post like three or four a week because, you know, I want to be an early adapter. You know, that's what you got to do. Everyone was like, when Instagram came out with stories, they were like, oh, what is this? And now, you know, it's what everyone does. Move over Snapchat stories, you know? So follow me on Instagram. I'll post that down in the show notes below. And obviously, make sure to share this podcast if you liked it. I hope you did. And, you know, rate review. It really helps the podcast grow and more people to find out about it. So that's really all I have for, you know, this week. I hope everyone, you know, stays healthy and, you know, just enjoys life. Hopefully this was not too much of a ramble. This is honestly just the inner workings of my mind. And I wanted to do kind of a little open spoken diary podcast episode. So that's what that was. And I hope, you know, maybe someone can relate. I really hope someone does because am I the only one who thinks this way? I don't know. But other than that, I hope you all have a great rest of your week. I love, love, love you all. DM me if you ever want to chat. And yeah, love you. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys.